Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy, Romance, and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. So delicious. Today is, say it with me, Friday! Woo! More! It is New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2021. Goodbye, 2021. Astute uh, video watchers, or non-astute video watchers, now that I've pointed out, may notice that I have a new mug today. I'll see the, it's, it's a kitty in, among the flowers. It's kind of a teal background, and the kitty is wearing a, um, a scarf and a hat with pom-poms, which is what kitties prefer, as we all know. And then there's... A little bit of gold leaf in there outlining the flowers mostly pansies they look like spring flowers which begs the question of why the cat is wearing um, this hat and scarf there's some poppies which are definitely summer flowers or at least later spring flowers but I suppose I shouldn't overanalyze uh, stepsister hope gave me this fabulous mug for Christmas along with uh, her hubs and sons my nephews. So this first time use. Very exciting. I thought about saving it till Monday to like christen the new year, first cup of coffee. And then I thought, eh, I'm kind of feeling over Christmas decorations at this point. So I'm, I'm going to put all the mugs away this weekend. Uh, see if I put away the Christmas decorations this weekend. Um, I have set aside this weekend to do not much. I do need to pay bills, although I could stretch it till Monday if I have to. But um, we get our boosters this afternoon, COVID boosters. So um, most people I know who had um, strong effects from the second shot seem to have strong effects from the third shot. And I was one of those strong effects on the second shot people. So I am just planning to hang out this weekend, if necessary, rest a little bit. Uh, we're also supposed to get snow tonight, crossing fingers, maybe big snow. Uh, if we're lucky, it'll be good to have some big snow. So I've heard a lot of people talking about possibly setting up some tracking sheets, which is, you know, near and dear to my heart. Glad to hear that. Um, if you are not aware, I have been spending this week talking about why I feel like it's important to uh, track your metrics as a creative, uh, particularly as a writer. And somehow I accidentally opened Zoom, which I did not mean to do. Um, that's what I get for screwing around looking at my spreadsheets. So I hope that I've made the case for this. I mean, certainly you don't have to, but um, earlier this week, I posed the question that if you are someone who is very closely tracking, for example, your ad spend and uh, corresponding sales, which is what the people who teach how to do ads uh, recommend, that you track that very closely and you, know, you go for certain metrics. Um, that, and I asked if you are doing that, but not tracking your creative output to ask why not 
And I think that there's a couple of reasons why people do this. One of them is this idea that somehow our creative process is too sensitive to be tracked with metrics. And I think that there's there's some truth to that. Um, as I talked about earlier in the week, it's one reason why I don't love NaNoWriMo because I think the creative process is sensitive to competition and in a negative way. But just thinking in terms of um, what what is it that you are measuring? Because it's not possible to measure how good your writing is, right? I don't care what anybody says. Uh, and it's something I come back to frequently. If you listen a lot, you know, I complain about this, that I think, you know, saying, oh, that this uh, prose is good or that prose is not, or, you know, this book is more literary than another. It, I think it's all bullshit. I think it's arbitrary measures of very particular things. So I had to sneeze there. Um, so, but what you can do is you can track the ways in which you work and it, this is totally up to you. If you decide to do it, which if you've been listening all week, you know, I think you should for multiple reasons, then pick those metrics that you want to track. I track word count. I also track, and I, I did promise to talk about exactly what I track. So, um, I track my word count for every day, uh, which I have an overall word count, which includes things that I write for other stuff like blog posts. I count those word counts in with that. Um, I have a a minimum goal that's from a long time ago that I was trying to write a thousand words a day, um, every day. That was when I originally started trying to build that habit of writing every day. So I have a minimum goal of 7,000 words a week. And I have my spreadsheet set up with conditional formatting. So as I hit all of these micro goals, um, it turns green. Um, so I track by that. I also track uh, my weekly word count, how many words I write each week. Uh, including both overall and whatever project I'm working on. Uh, I'm sorry, that's including blog posts and whatever book project I'm working on. Then I track monthly uh, word counts and annual word counts. And I break that down by, um, you know, averages. I can look at like what my average is per week. I can look at what my average is per month, annual. I have various different charts that I can look at to see, uh, going back to 2012, which I've mentioned before, where I can see um, what my productivity over time has been. Uh, I also measure um, what time I start each day and what my hourly word count is. So I typically do three hours of writing sprints, um, sometimes four if I'm trying to make up the 3K. I might have to start doing more of that because lately I've been sticking to three hours with a break in between and I'm not hitting my 3K per day and I really need to get back to hitting 3K. 
if I'm going to get this book done on time. <clears throat> so I keep track of what time I start each morning and what time I start each of the subsequent writing sprints. I keep track of the break time between and I chart how that looks. I have charts that show um, plot my word count versus my start time uh, calculated on an average weekly basis. I also have um, break length versus word count calculated on an average weekly basis. Um, and there's some interesting correlations. It, it helps confirm some of my anecdotal and um, I don't know, just sort of my my qualification, my my gut feeling. Uh, it's it's a very much a straight line relationship uh, that the earlier I start, the uh, higher my word count is. Um, the later the start, word count accumulated just goes way down. It's a very definite thing for me. Break length is interesting because um, I try to keep my breaks to about 20 minutes, but I keep thinking maybe I should change that because uh, the graphing is showing that if I take like an hour break between that my word count is higher. Um, and I'm kind of resisting this data because I don't want to take an hour break between. But maybe if I start coming up with better ways to use that time instead of it being like puttering around or looking at social media. Oh no, I really like being done for the day by about one o'clock. And I generally start at about nine because that's when I meet up with Dorinda. Um, I could maybe move it so I start earlier and I, I'm considering that for the new year. Uh, trying to get an hour done before I meet up with her. But it's a little tight with doing this podcast and getting it posted. So I have to decide how I want to do that. Um, something I could do is try to write before I do this podcast, um, which I'm considering. So again, it's like tweaking those variables. But by looking at this data, that's what helps inform me. Because my my gut feeling is, is that if I take shorter breaks, that's better, but the data is showing that that's not necessarily true. Um, I could see I have different graphs that plot out uh, my averages over the years. I look at the trend lines. Um, I also look at what my average, average word count is for each hour that I write. Um, and it's very interesting because like that first hour when I start, uh, I typically only get like 660 words, but then it goes up for the ensuing hours. <clears throat> and looking at this, I really do think that I have been more productive in the past when I branched out into additional hours that I, I can't always get it done in three hours. Sometimes I can, and that's great, but that's like a really good day. And I think I need to start pushing myself a little bit more again. Um, I also have separate tabs for each book, for each project, which I didn't used to do. Um, but now it's very helpful because especially like with any given series, I can go back and see how fast the other books in that series uh, wrote. Because some series write faster than others. 
So I have lots of, for instance, on my Gray Magic spreadsheet here, I now have a list of all the writing days so I can calculate not only from beginning to end, but also actual days that I am writing. So I don't typically write on the weekends. So that's taking that out. Um, I track revising time, which I generally calculate by pages, how many pages per um, editing hour and per day I can get through. Uh, reader, the answer is 71 is my average, which is really good to know because I know how long it takes me to revise a book. And before any of you gasp at me, um, I write really clean, even though I am a pantser, right, for discovery. When I finish a book, it's pretty clean. It's not a hot mess. So yeah, um, obviously some days are much slower than that. Usually the first 25% of the book needs the most revision. And and those days, I'll, a lot of times I'm only getting through like eight pages an hour. So like 24 pages a day. But then later parts of the book, I can get through like 90 pages in a day or more. So works out to 71 pages. And that's good for me to know. Um, I have interim milestones on... Uh, you know, I keep track of what word count I start with each week and each day. I know how many I need to uh, keep on track to hit my finish date. I have a list of the days off that I'm planning to take that are incorporated in there. Um, my various goals. I also keep track of pages in each chapter as I write because I am a linear writer. And I keep track of word count per chapter. So I track everything. And I and again, I didn't used to do all of this, but over time I have started to do more. I also have let's um have to bend down to be able to see here. I have a this is kind of where a lot of it started is I do have a priority list where I have um a line, a row for each project. So um, at the top, I have a section for uh, projects that are in my court. Uh, the next one down is in someone else's court. For example, I have the, the secret project. Um, I have the status, uh, which right now it's with Agent Sarah because it's out on sub. And I have in there what next step is, next step deadline. I note on here uh, what is up to bat and what is on deck. I, why am I using sports metaphors? I don't know, but there you are. Um, I have another section that's in the pipeline needs doing. So like Storm Princess and the Raven King is in that category, um, along with a couple of potential projects. Um, oh, and I see I also have on submission, which I must have made at some point and forgotten. I'm going to move the secret project into on submission because it really does belong there. In someone else's court, typically I use for um, like if it's with my proofreader or if it's trad published, if I've sent it into my editor, if my agent's reviewing it, it's like it's going to come back to roost eventually. Uh, I also have a section for possible when there are things like when people say they want me to write stuff or 
that I've considered writing. I have a, a growing section, a surprisingly large section of um, tabled projects that ones that I thought I was going to work on and that I've tabled for one reason or another. Um, and then I have another section that's potential, which I think is like a little bit different than tabled. And then I have completed. I have a fairly long section with completed. And so for each of these rows, I already mentioned I have, uh, you know, the status and the next step deadline. I also track uh, draft start, draft finish, how many days that is. Word count, I put in both the potential word count and then what the end up count, word count ends up being. Um, I know in general how many words I write per day uh, since I write five days per week and I'm trying to write 3,000 words today. My typical number there is 2143. That's just how it works out spread over seven days. Uh, and then I put in there time for revising, time for beta reading, time for it to go to my uh, crit partners or beta readers. I already said that. Uh, proofreaders and so forth. Uh, and I have all of the formulas set in here, have my release dates, have my draft deadline so that I can calculate these out from two directions. So generally what I do is I will block out the time for a project knowing approximately how long it will take me to write, how long to cool, to revise, and and I can project from there by adding in all of this buffer time for like beta reading and so forth, what my release date will be. Then once I set a release date, or if I have a firm deadline from say a TradPub editor, I can calculate the formulas backwards and say, I have to have the draft completed by this date, or I have to start by this date. So I can figure my schedule from two directions and and I'm going to do this soon. I do have it on my list uh, for the next several days to set up fresh spreadsheets for the brand new year and to figure out what my projects will be for the coming year. And right now I have something that's the secret project, which may end up being a trad project that will take up a fair amount of time um, and that will, and that will be the monster in the schedule because it, it's external deadlines. I, do, I can't control what those will be. Although I will be able to look at my schedule and say, well, uh, I could get it to you by June, but it would be much better if I could get it to you by August. And, and that's a great place to be negotiating wise. Um, especially because I have a reputation at this point that when I say I will have it done, um, I do get it done on time. And that's, uh, that's really important if you're working in TradPub. They love you. If you, you'd be amazed how many authors do not meet their deadlines. I also have a tab for commitments where I plot out all of my release dates and look at, I have a Gantt chart for that, and I try to space out those release dates. So I do have some plans for the coming year, and that's kind of how I will try to determine the spacing of my projects as well. So um, I think that covers pretty much everything that I am doing for, uh, you know, for, for tracking and so forth. Um, other than that, I think I'm going to reiterate that if you do decide to do this, and, and you know I think you should, 
um, that you need to be approach your, you know, assessing your creative process and your output uh, in a curious and compassionate way. Don't place a value judgment on how you are doing your work. Just start getting interested in, um, you know, maybe tracking what times of day you actually do work and how long you work. Um, you know, look at how much time you're spending on social media. I've done these things. I no longer track them, but it can be really helpful if you are working in terms of scenes or just simply time, um, track those things, you know, start, start small. So, um, on that note, I think I'm going to go and see if I can get my 3k today. I would like that. And, uh, welcome to, uh, the brand new year. I'm happy to set up those blank spreadsheets full of potential and possibilities. I'll remind you all that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all next year. You all take care. Bye-bye.